Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. Today's message is Claiming What's Yours. And our text, very simple. It's from Joshua, the first chapter, the third verse. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I have promised. That's a promise from God. I'm going to read it again. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I have promised. Trust. Have you noticed how it's in such short supply these days? Nobody seems to trust anybody anymore in this country. The poor don't trust the rich. White people don't trust people of color. People of color don't trust police. Nobody trusts the government. Can anybody be trusted? In an atmosphere like this, it's understandable how we might have trust issues in our faith. Trust issues, you ask? Reverend Liz, that's preposterous. Of course I trust God. But do you really? Learning to trust God means getting to know God, and that often is what holds us up. We say we know God, but we generally know things about God. Now, that was the trouble with the Israelites. You know, during the Lenten season, I love to go back and start at the at the early books of of the Old Testament, and Joshua is one of those, uh, because it just tells us so much about human nature. The Israelites said they knew God, but they really only knew God from a distance. Let's go to the text. The story of Joshua picks up the Israelites' journey right as they are about to enter the Promised Land. Of course, Moses has died, and his protege, Joshua, has taken over. Now, this is a new generation of God's people, The Israelites had been wandering for 40 years in the wilderness. One of those years was spent at the foot of Mount Sinai receiving God's law, but the rest of the time was spent kind of drifting around the base of this mountain aimlessly, trying to figure out where they were headed, what they were doing. Why 40 years? Well, it took 40 years for the older generation actually to die off. You see, they were not allowed to enter the promised land because they refused to obey God. They failed to trust God, and that kept them from their victory. You know, they actually could have made this trip into the promised land, I'm told, in two years. It took them 40. Something was off. Remember Caleb and Joshua went into Canaan soon after the journey started? The two came back with a good report of what they'd seen, but the majority of spies who accompanied them were afraid to move ahead. You see, to them, the people in Canaan seemed to be giants, and it made them feel like grasshoppers. But the bigger point is, the Israelites didn't trust God's promises. God said, I'm going to get you where you need to go. There's nothing to worry about. It's not going to be easy, but I'll get you there. They didn't trust that God would give them the victory. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised. What's compelling about this promise is, it includes instructions to meet God's expectations. So it's not just a promise. It's telling you how to to do your part to get the promise. God promises his people blessing and then tells them exactly what to do step by step. Movement is implicit 
in our faith journey. Too often we forget faith is not a destination. It's a journey. Victory only happens when and as we step out in faith. The people of Israel weren't challenged to believe in some doctrine about God. The aim of Moses and Joshua after him was to keep the people moving toward trusting in God's promises. They were to claim what God told them was theirs. This is what we're called to do. Claim what God promises is ours. And remember, the word says anything is possible with God. That's what you have to learn to claim every day of your life. Now, how does all of this work? What am I supposed to do, Reverend Liz, to claim God's promises? Well, first, you must claim the will of God in your life. God's will is knowable and it is confirmable. Romans 12, 2 is clear. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. What exactly are we describing when we say God's will? Well, we're understanding just who God is. We're talking about the sovereignty of God. God is in charge. This world is never about us. It's about God. Our purpose is to glorify God. Everything starts and ends with God. So that's a good way to think of God's will. As Paul says, everything you do, whether you eat or drink, do it for the glory of God. God's will is God's glory. This is God's world. And our purpose is to serve God. When we speak of God's will, we're also talking about God's word. You can read the Bible every day and get some specific direction for that day of your life. You know, there's a text that says, whether you walk to the right or the left, I'll be whispering in your ear. I'll tell you what to do. You have to read the Bible. You have to discern what God is saying to you through God's word. And you have to rely on the Holy Spirit. Just as importantly as God's sovereignty and God's word is God's wisdom. As you grow spiritually and learn to rely more on the Holy Spirit, you will gain godly wisdom that will help you make the right and righteous decisions day to day, moment to moment. Soon it'll be easier than anything you know because you will have put more into it. Now, God has set this whole process up perfectly. Get to know God. God will renew you. Life becomes easier. Well, what, what, what is it you want me to do today, God? Where, where should I go? What should I do? How should I react to this? Who can I bless today, God? How can I bless them? Faith is action. It's not just a feeling. It's not just a conviction. It's never passive. Too many of us limit faith by keeping it in the category of what we believe. Well, faith is actually more about what we do. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain. By faith, Noah built an ark. By faith, Abraham went, though he didn't know where he was going. Faith is how we claim God's promises. Faith is how we respond to God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. God rewards those who seek him. That's a promise. As we grow deeper in our relationship with God, we begin to realize his many promises, blessings that bloom all around us. Claiming what's yours has nothing to do with getting what you deserve. It has everything to do with your faith walk and God's grace. 
grace that is part and parcel of God's amazing love. You know, I'm so glad to be on this radio broadcast, and I'm glad you're with me. Love Rules is totally listener-supported. We're here because you want us to be here. Won't you make a donation to keep this program on the air? Log on to RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org. Click on Giving. It'll take you right to that point that you can support us. And we thank you right now. You know, when we talk about claiming what's yours, we're really talking here about love. And, and love is something you think of as a New Testament idea. But the story of the Israelites' exodus is a story of God's love for his people. The Ten Commandments were given to humanity as a way to show us how to love God, how to live, to glorify God. They show us the actions that demonstrate love toward God and each other. I like to think of them as the law of love. Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. And the greatest commandment, of course, is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. The Israelites started out obeying and loving God, but it didn't take long for them to start murmuring and grumbling and questioning Moses and questioning God and the claim of what God had promised. They forgot all about that. I remember when I first left television news and and, and the promise was that I was going on to greater things, but I was in Africa. And I couldn't see that as greater things. And I couldn't see that as as getting me to, to something better. I was scared. It was, it was scared to step out on faith. This spiritual journey is an adventure. But if you believe God's promises, if you trust God's promises, you will see that God always keeps his promises. So here we are with this new generation of Israelites. Their elders have taught them, please be obedient to God because we've made mistakes. They've been reminded over and over that faith and obedience bring victory. Under the direction of this wonderful new leader, Joshua, they're waiting to make their long-awaited step into the promised land. And here's what God says, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I have promised. Now pay attention. Every place you set your foot will be yours. You just got to step out there, inch by inch, mile by mile. You measure it by walking it. You make it real by walking it. You claim what you step on. Actions that you have to take, but promised, promised blessings as you take those actions. Just like there were conditions attached to God's initial promises to the first generation, there are conditions to the second generation. There are always conditions in God's economy. So know that if you are on a faith journey, there will be battles, there will be disappointments. You will have mountains to climb and valleys to struggle through. Perhaps you've been on this walk for many years, for 30 years, for 40 years, and you don't feel like you've gotten to the promised land yet. Just remember, God never lies. It's not in his nature. He can't lie. He stands on his promise. He will get you where he wants you to go. So we measure off what we claim in faith and in faithful, loving obedience I want you to claim this day 
I claim it in the name of Jesus. I want you to claim whatever challenges you face. I claim them in the name of Jesus. God promises me I can handle it. This dream I have, I claim it in the name of Jesus. God has spoken and it is so. What's your greatest promise? Whatever it is, claim it and walk in it. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I have promised. Thanks for joining us. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you let love rule.